Hello, welcome again to True Crime Japan, where we discuss、uh, true crime, mysteries, and all around creepy stuff from the land of the rising sun. I'm Dino. And I'm Gigi. And welcome again, again <laughs> to True Crime Japan. Hi.、Uh, uh, so, just to jump right into it, what is our case today, Gigi? Today, we're going to be talking about the Sugamo Child Abandonment Case. Okay. And sometimes they refer as the Nishi Sugamo Child Abandonment Case, but same, same deal. So, Sugamo is the area of Tokyo. It's a、right? neighborhood. It's neighborhood. On the north of Tokyo.、Mm-hmm. For the people that understand the geography of Tokyo, we have kind of like Tokyo Station、mm-hmm. in the center. Center south.、Yeah. Center east, east. More east. And then right on the opposite side of the city, Shinjuku. And then a little bit north, it's Ikebukuro. And if you go a tiny bit west from there, that's、mm-hmm. where Sugamo is. Yeah. And, and it's on the main,、uh, the line that goes, the circle line that goes around the city. The Yamanote line. The Yamanote line. So it's、yeah. on that lane and that、um, loop. Loop. Yeah. And it's called, the, its nickname is Harajuku for old people. Yeah, it's <laughs> Obasa no Harajuku.、Uh, because. Or Harajuku for grandmas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because there's a lot of little shops that are catered for older people. Like they sell、yeah. more traditional stuff or like clothes well, for older people、yeah. or like. It's definitely like an older area. It's、generally. very old. Like, yeah.、Um, I used to go to Japanese school around there and it's very old. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's sh- pretty. It's, it, it's nice. Yeah. It, like the shops have like obviously been there like quite a long time. Yeah. If you want, if you want some like nice souvenirs. That are not like super plastic y and made in China, you can find them there because they have a lot of traditionally like tea sets and、oh, okay. and wind chimes and stuff like that. It's、yeah. cute. I like it. It's a it's a adorable kind of neighborhood. <laughs>、uh, case is not adorable, however.、Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's start. On July 17, 1988, a landlord in the Nishisugamo area. Called the police because one of his tenants hadn't paid rent since February of that year. So, about five months, July, February? Yes, five months.、Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five. Police went to investigate.、Uh, they knocked on the door, and a young teenager boy opened the door. And when they asked him, like, Where's your parents? <laughs> he, he said that they were not there, like, they were on their, on their own.、Mm-hmm. So, police went in and they found this. Horrible apartment. There were dirty clothes everywhere, wrappings from food bought in the combini, you know,、mm-hmm. the convenience stores.、Uh, it smelled gross, like dirt、mm-hmm. and old clothes. And in the apartment, there were three children. The teenage, young teenage boys that opened the door that was thought to be at the time between 14 to 15 years old,、mm-hmm. a little girl, age seven,、mm-hmm. and an even younger girl, age three. So, Police, when they didn't find the parents,、uh, they took the children away and they searched the apartment. And in the apartment, they actually found the remains of another young boy.、Ooh. At the time,、uh, they weren't sure how old he was, but he was probably a toddler. That's、oh. their idea. And he was just a skeletal remain. So、Ooh. this so boy been had been、while. dead for, for a while. Did they say anything like where the remains were? Or like were they wrapped up? Or、uh, just they, kind of.、Uh, I don't know where they were. If they were wrap up, but they were either I found on a closet or in、mm-hmm. a cupboard. So they were like stored,、mm-hmm. put away、right. in a closed space. So 
which the smell must have just been well horrific. At, at this time it was just a skeleton so my mm-hmm. guess is it i don't think skeletons smell smell i i yeah. honestly don't know but yeah, um but before then uh, before that it was probably yeah. not pleasant um so we actually don't know much about the children because we have talked many times about children episodes that privacy laws don't release their names or anything. So whenever the news or police refer to these children, they are referred as child A, B, C, D, and E. Mm-hmm. And now, if you know how to count, those were actually five letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they only found three kids and mm-hmm. one remained. So mm-hmm. um, there's one kid there that It's not Mm -hmm. accounted for, that we're going to talk about. All of these children apparently had different parents. Oh, okay. So they were all half-siblings. Oh, they had different... Uh, Different fathers. Fathers. Sorry, fathers. The Um, same mother. Same mother. Okay. One mom, five different fathers. Um, And none of these kids had any kind of relationship with their fathers. Okay. Like, I don't actually think they knew who their fathers were. were. Okay. Like, um... So mom was the only one taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently she wasn't doing a very good job, as mm-hmm. you can imagine. And another thing is that the landlord didn't actually know the children were there. Oh, really? Um, oh. What I understand is that he knew there was one child, the oldest mm-hmm. boy. Like, he knew he was there. But he he had no idea that there were the younger the girls. Younger um, children. Yeah, apparently he... They never left or they... They never, never left and he never probably. saw them. And when the family moved in, mm-hmm. um, the mom said that she was moving in with her son. Oh, okay. So, hmm. yeah, no no other kids uh, in the picture. Did they, Maybe you're going to talk about this later, but did we ever find out, like, the ages of the kids? Yeah. I uh, The oldest boy was... The, the three that were found, oh. the oldest boy was between 14 and 15. Oh, okay. um, then... Uh, the middle girl was seven and the youngest girl was three. Mm-hmm. They were pretty young kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some sources say that none of the children were actually registered. Mm-hmm. Like, no, the government also didn't like know they existed. Registered. Yeah. Like, when they yeah. were born, um, they are thought that they were born at home. Mm-hmm. Some other sources say that the oldest child was registered, mm-hmm. but he was the only one that was registered. So they were kind of off the grid. Yeah, they were completely off the grid. Apparently, when the child A, the oldest son, reached school age, age yeah. which is probably around six when you're supposed mm-hmm. to go to elementary school, there was an attempt to roll him at school, mm-hmm. but the mom lacked the proper paperwork. Oh, okay. Probably because he wasn't which registered. Which sounds like he wasn't registered. It sounds yeah. like he wasn't registered. So he wasn't actually enrolled, mm-hmm. and then... That was the last time there was any kind of contact right. with the child. So, is it that hard to register? I have no idea. I just maybe yeah. they, maybe they told her at school we just need this paper, go to the ward and get it, and she, she was just like, didn't nah. bother, yeah. You know what? Forget it. We're yeah. fine. But also, I, I don't, I, I don't understand how the school was just like, well, this kid never show up again. Right. Ah, let's just. Right. Forget about him. Right. What happened to that? <laughs> yeah. Guy. Like, well, maybe really? they assume like she went to a different school. Maybe, or something, but, but still, don't you think? I don't know. I mean, I know it's not their responsibility, but I feel like, especially when you get such a weird case when the child mm-hmm. doesn't have papers. Right. Or maybe she just told him, you know what? I forgot it at home, and I guess that could right. not. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, let arrest me arrest any kind of suspicion do that or something. But I don't know. But yeah. 
besides that failed attempt to that failed effort to incorporate mm-hmm. one of the kids in society all the other ones were kept completely at home mm-hmm. uh, they never left the house mm-hmm. apparently the oldest child was allowed outside mm-hmm. uh, probably to run errands so go mm-hmm. get like food or whatever mm-hmm. um, and he was told by his mom to say that he was enrolled in a in a school a few words away mm-hmm. in case anybody asked yeah. because children in Japan they are supposed to be at school at certain hours mm-hmm. and if they're not at school at certain hours and police see them they mm-hmm. will approach them and be like hey kid what are you doing right. yeah uh, like truancy <laughs> yes. officers or something yeah yeah it's like why are you not at school so the mom gave the kid the name of a i guess a random school and mm-hmm. he was just, just tell them you go here and mm-hmm. they will leave you alone hmm. the woman had five kids okay the first kid was a boy we already talked about him the oldest teen he was born in 1973 and it wasn't until eight years later that she had her second child, a girl, mm-hmm. in 1981. In 1984, she gave her to her second son. And this is the son that was found in the closet. Okay. Uh, so the third yes. oldest kid. Okay. So he died when he was very young. At this point, we don't know what happened to him. Okay. And they just put him on a closet and moved okay. on with their lives. That's what happened to that boy. Okay. Then she had two more girls, uh-huh. one year apart in 1985 in 1986. Okay. So now we we know what happened to two of the boys. One is the oldest teen. One is the remains found in the closet. And sorry, just to interrupt. Yeah. The remains of the deceased boy. I think he said before that he was estimated to be like around three years old at the time of death. Mm, I said toddler. Oh, toddler. Yeah. Okay. Which um, means two. Or... Two, three. That's what okay. they thought. It was a So small he child. had lived for a couple of years. Like yes. he probably lived um, till after the other, the next kids were born. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we know what happened to the two boys. Mm-hmm. One died. One mm-hmm. is the oldest child that is the only one allowed outside of the house. Mm-hmm. Then there were three girls and two of them were found with the oldest boy but the youngest one it's nowhere to be seen Mm -hmm. we just don't know what happened to Mm -hmm. that kid now sometime in 1987 the mother got a new boyfriend Uh this is something apparently she does she just goes and finds boyfriends and in october of that year uh she told her eldest son that she was going to live with her boyfriend Mm -hmm. and that he was in charge okay she left them uh, a a little bit of money um Mm -hmm. somewhere between 30,000 to 50,000 yen Okay, it's which relief, is so it's like, like at the time it was probably like three hundred to fifty five, to maybe five hundred dollars, something like that. Yeah, it's like three to five hundred dollars. Yeah, and then she promised that she will be back. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm sorry, I keep asking all the ages, but how old was the oldest son at this time? So he was born in 1973. So he was 14. Oh, okay. So she left a 14-year-old in charge yeah. of... Of a seven-year-old, so, six, seven-year-old. And the two youngest were between two and three years old. Two and three, with like three to five hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay. So she promised that she was going to come back, and she did. She came every few weeks to visit. Uh-huh. Uh, she usually came with a few presents and a little bit of extra money. Mm-hmm. And um, then she would right. be gone again. This went on for a few months, and then she came to visit them in January. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time she... She visited. She visited. Yeah, after the January visit, she just never came back. Hmm. 
So when the police found the children, the gas, the water, the electricity mm-hmm. were already being cut down for mm-hmm. a few months. Like, okay. <laughs> and as we said before, it's since February. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess when she went in January, that was the last time she paid rent. Mm-hmm. And then from February, she didn't pay rent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess also not utilities. That's why mm-hmm. they were already being cut off by the time the police right. found them. The eldest son told them their names which we don't know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he was able to tell them their names. And he was able to write their surname in kanji, uh-huh. but he was only able to write his name in hiragana. Uh-huh. So the simple alphabet. Right. But he couldn't write any of the other names. Right. So he was obviously... Uh, Had not ever gone to school. He never went to like, school. Yeah. And he, he never got any kind of education from mm-hmm. the mother either. Mm-hmm. Even though it seems that at the house they did have like pencils and color crayons or whatever, right. but seems like it was more for entertainment than actually any kind of teaching. Leave me alone, go color something. Yeah. Yeah. So at this time, the police sees Uh three kids, three children. And when they ask the child, the child tells them the names. And he also produces two more names. Uh Uh, But there's... There's only three kids There's only three kids. And that's when the police search the apartment and find the remains Mm -hmm. in the closet. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, there's still... Right, one ones. child missing, you know, this mm-hmm. they found um, only one on July 23rd, 1988. The mother was arrested, okay. she was 48 40 years old at the time, and she was found on a house in Chiba. Okay, and she was charged with child abandonment. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't say how they found her. Mm-hmm. My guess is probably the kid told her. Her name? They had her name. I guess they had her um, name and then they could track her by that. Oh, maybe because of the apartment? Like, I guess she would have had to, like, sign also a lease write her name. at yeah, some point. That's, yeah. that's true, yeah. So, they found her. And the way I found it name is she was at a mistress house. A what? A mistress house. I have no idea what I don't that means. Know what I, that I don't know yeah. Maybe it was a house that her lover... Right. Rented for her. Her, you know, quote-unquote boyfriend or whoever was actually married legally to someone else. Maybe he was married because they call it a mistress. And she's she's constantly being called a mistress. So I guess her new boyfriend was actually married. Yeah, and he was just paying for an apartment for her Um, on the side. Maybe. So she was found. um, Mm -hmm. And she was taken to the police station. She was charged with child abandonment. And then the police started questioning her. She explained to the police uh, that they used to live in Otska. Okay. I don't know where Otska is, by the way. Um, Otska. But I think it's still in Tokyo. It's just not a neighbor I'm familiar with. But then they moved to Sugamo in September of the last year. Mm-hmm. And so they moved to Sugamo and in October she left to live uh-huh. with her boyfriend. So they had only lived in Sugamo for like about a month before she abandoned the children. And she also told them that she got her new boyfriend and she wanted to move on with her life and the children were in her way. So she just abandoned them. She just left them behind because she wanted to move on with her life. But she didn't like know, she didn't care how they survived or... I guess not. I mean, no, I don't guess. I probably Uh, know. Obviously obviously she didn't care. Yeah. Um, Otsuka is in Toshima-ku, Toshima Ward, Tokyo. I still don't know. So it's Tokyo. I don't know it's where Toshima Tokyo. is. It's on the Yoto- Yamanote line uh, also. also? Mm-hmm. Otsuka. Wow. 
Why I don't know it? Okay, well, also in the loop. Yep. Police asked her to write the name of her, the name and ages of her children. She told them that none of them were registered. Right. But they were like, it doesn't matter, just write them. Mm-hmm. So she wrote five names mm-hmm. and five years of birth, which I already mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And then she proceeded to explain that her second child died in 1985. Okay. She said that the child choked while drinking milk from a bottle. Okay. So. Did she give any, like, reason why she didn't, like properly bury the child no um i don't think she if she did police never right release it she she just said that my child choked he died i proceeded to put him in a plastic bag Uh and whenever we move from one apartment to the other we will put him on a suitcase and take him with us so the boy died in 1985 and they were not found until 1988. So mm-hmm. the child was probably dead for about three years, two and a half years mm-hmm. um, before mm-hmm. they found the body. The police told him that they f- found her oldest child and the mm-hmm. two girls, but they couldn't find her youngest child. Mm-hmm. And she also had no idea where she was. Okay. Like she said that the last time she went to visit them, mm-hmm. the four of them were still at the house. Right. So... She doesn't know mm-hmm. about the girl. So until January, the girl was still mm-hmm. at the house. Mm-hmm. Police then went to the oldest son mm-hmm. to try to figure out where this youngest child... At the time, she was two. So she's mm-hmm. like a toddler. She's like right. barely not a baby anymore. Right. Where is she? So after being pressured for a while, the oldest child finally said that he used to hang out with some kids in the neighborhood... Two boys mm-hmm. who were age 12 at the time. Mm-hmm. And they are called friend A and friend B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so again, we yeah. don't know their names. Right. And these kids like to go to the house in Sugamo to play. Probably because there were no adults around. Right. So they could do whatever they right. wanted and have fun and whatever. And they didn't really like his sisters. Okay. You know? Uh, well, the sisters are also like... <laughs> Okay, it's so like this five kid, and like they're it's, tiny it's, children. They're seven, yeah. three, and two. Seven, three, and two. So right. the two youngest one, they're they're babies, they're toddlers. Right. They're and imagine they're being living alone for such a long time. Yeah, They've been eating out of the like company. They don't really have children. money. Yeah. yeah, they don't really have money. So there's no electricity. There's no water. These poor kids, they were probably hungry. Right. And uh, they were very unhappy. So child A, the oldest child, explained that. Her younger sister started to cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found a source that said that she was crying because she ate some instant noodles that were supposed to be for the friend. Mm-hmm. And then the friend punched her oh. because she had eaten his food. Right. Um, or not the friend, but maybe the brother punched her for eating the food. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. She Some sources say that she ate something that... It wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. So they got pissed and they punched her. And then she started crying. Uh, so she kept crying mm-hmm. and they got annoyed. Mm-hmm. So then the friends kept punching her and beating her, Gosh. which only made her cry more right. and more. Yeah. Uh, so they continued to beat her. At some point, they say that they cover her with a futon uh-huh. and they jump from a closet Oof. onto the Ew. futon. So eventually this mm. poor girl died right. after this beating. Right. Apparently, child A mm-hmm. wasn't there at the moment. 
But he did, like, punch her, I think he said earlier. Like, yeah, he... that's that's what I don't understand if it's clear, because, again, the sources were in Japanese, because the English right. sources were very lacking. I don't understand if the first punch was given by the oldest child, and then he left, mm-hmm. or from the beginning, it was one of the friends who punched mm-hmm. her. It is said that yeah, I mean, the oldest child was not there when his little sister died. Okay. So the, I mean, either the pe- way, the whole thing sounds horrible. Yeah, the, yeah, she was murdered because she was murdered by the two friends. Okay. Um, so the authorities kind of agree that that it was, it was the, the, two, the friends. two friends, not okay. the not the oldest, um, not her brother. Mm-hmm. So she died, and they left her there. And after a week, her body started to decompose. Uh-huh. Uh, so. Her brother called his friend, uh-huh. and we're like, we need to do something about this because uh-huh. not yeah. the same two friends that yeah, the same friend. oh, okay. one of them, one of not the same friend. He only called friend A. Uh-huh. So they put her on a gym bag uh-huh. and they took her to a forest in Saitama, uh-huh. and they buried her. Okay, and they went back home. Okay, and apparently. Um, I believe that she was never recovered. Like, her remains were never Police recovered. Police never recovered the body. Yeah. Oof. Police interrogate them. They actually went and got the two friends. Uh-huh. They were charged with the murder and so on. Now, on August 9, uh, so a little bit less than a month after they were found, police actually took the oldest child to the office ward so he could register himself. Uh-huh. And his siblings. Right. So he requested five birth certificates and uh-huh. two death certificates for oh. his two deceased uh, siblings, which is super sad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's so sad. Both of the friends were found guilty of the murder, mm-hmm. but because they were only 12 at the time, mm-hmm. they were sent to re- reformatory, reform, reform school, school yeah. to reform school. And they were probably, there's no right. sources, but they were probably released once they. Became adults. Became adults. As it's usually in Japan. And I think in most countries. If you commit a crime as an an underage, Uh um, you usually are released once you become an adult. Now, the oldest child was not accused, was not charged with the murder. Uh Court agreed that he wasn't there at the time. Mm -hmm. They also agreed that um, it wouldn't have happened if he was being taken care of by an adult. Well, yeah. Like if there was someone taking care of them. So they also saw him as a victim. Right. He was only charged with helping disposing of the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but instead of sending him, him, instead of sending him to a reform school, they mm-hmm. sent him to a care facility, which I'm not mm-hmm. sure what that means. Um, like an orphanage. I guess or... it just says care facility, and I couldn't find mm-hmm. any details otherwise. And also, the other two girls were also sent to. They mm-hmm. were sent to an orphanage. Oh, okay. Now but the, they weren't sent to the same place? I don't think so. I think the, the two younger girls were, mm-hmm. but the oldest son was sent somewhere else. Somewhere else. Uh, now, the mother was charged uh, and found guilty of child abandonment. Get this out. Uh, in October, she received... October 1988, she received a three-year sentence suspended for four years. So, nothing. Oh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. This woman got nothing. And... <laughs> This is the kicker. After she completed her three years in prison, she came out and she regained custody of her two younger daughters. No. Like, are you serious? Right. Like, and we don't know what happened to the oldest son. He probably was released when he turned 18 and then he just 
disappear yeah. into the city. Yeah. I mean, well, if he was 14 So he at was probably time, like he was 14, 15, never not quite clear when um, she first abandoned them. Yeah. And then like probably a so year probably or so like, before he went to this care facility or when he was charged with yeah. that crime. So he probably would have been around 18 or almost legal yes. age by the time she got out. She so. got out. So he yeah, he yeah. was probably already of legal age when she came out. So yeah. And I bet he didn't want to go back. Right, he didn't want to go back. Then. Uh, but the two younger girls, they were probably, if it's been three years, they were seven. They were like ten and six. Oof. And they were sent back to their mom. Mm-hmm. And I just don't get that. Yeah. Like, why? That's That's so not okay. Now, this case was made into a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film is by director Hirokazu, Ka- Hirokazu Koreeda. Koreeda. Koreeda, yeah. I think that's how you pronounce it. In 2004. Uh-huh. The movie is called Nobody Knows. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you can watch it if you want. But it's definitely not the story of what happened. Yeah, It's like based on based, it, but it's a very... A true story. Yeah, yeah, it's very loosely based. It's... It's definitely... I mean, it's not a happy movie by any means. It's still a very sad, mm-hmm. sad movie. But it's more... It's really pink-tainted lens kind of thing. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's definitely not... less green right. than what actually so happened. It's like lighter. Yeah. Uh, there's no mention at all of the second son that died. Mm-hmm. He's just not in the movie um, at all. And it's more about how... The dead body in the closet is not... There's no dead body in the closet. And it's more about these kids kind of like joining in forces together to survive and move on with their lives and... A feel-good movie. Take care. Yes. It's it's Um, like Goonies. I wouldn't... No. I wouldn't go to that extent. (laughs) Definitely. It's still a sad movie. Yeah. Because it has a very sad premise. But it's more about these children taking care of each other mm-hmm. and trying to continue to live their lives. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not a terrible movie, but it's definitely not. It doesn't capture mm-hmm. what it really happened. Right. The, like, it's hard. a very diluted version of mm-hmm. the facts. But it has some good reviews. So mm-hmm. you can go watch it if you want. You're probably going to cry. I cried. <laughs> it's a sad you, movie you watched it yeah I, I watched I didn't watch the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, I watched part of it and I was like nope oh. I like horror movies not right that, that, no it was too much oh, well. <laughs> it wasn't even the as dark as mm-hmm. horrible as it actually happened and it's mm-hmm. still it's still a shocker mm-hmm. now I want to talk a little bit about adoption law in Japan mm-hmm. which by any means I'm not an expert Mm-hmm. I just know general terms about it, mm-hmm. general things that happen. I research a little bit, and this you're not is... a bangoshi. You're not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, oh, okay. so you cannot, mm-hmm. you know, take the, all of this with a grain of salt. But it's kind of like the general yeah. idea of how mm-hmm. adoption is in Japan. Usually, what happens is children that end up in uh, orphanage, orphan, uh, orphanage, orphanage, or in foster care, right. they are very hard to be adopted. And it's usually because as long as the parents are alive, children cannot be adopted. 
even mm-hmm. if they are accused of child abuse or if they're in mm-hmm. jail or whatever the the law kind of waits for the parents to be released to then send them back mm-hmm. um so even if they have lived in a foster home for mm-hmm. years and the foster home wants to adopt them mm-hmm. if the after, foster family <laughs> yeah, situation yeah, yeah. If, if the mom comes after 10 years and the uh-huh. child is still not of legal age they can be like no i want right. my child back and then they have to send it back right what if some parent the biological parents don't want custody i think even if they don't want them they just remain institutionalized until they grow out of it you can't give up your kid for adoption i don't think you can i'm again i'm not completely sure but my understanding is Mm -hmm. that you can't you can you can give it up in the sense Mm -hmm. that you can leave it at an institution but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that someone else can come and adopt that child Right. Which is super, super sad. Because you might come back, you might change yeah. your mind. You change your mind and it's your child, so they have to mm-hmm. give it back to you. It's horrible. And actually, um, adoption in Japan, it's not very common with kids, but it's very mm-hmm. common with adults. Yeah. Um, in many cases, it's, it, it's a way of continuing um, family businesses. Mm-hmm. So if this family that runs a business they don't have any more kids or anyone else to take take over the co- take over they will adopt a close friend right. or maybe a really good employee into mm-hmm. their family to so the, the person that inherits the business so, so it has a name so it's yeah. still a family business right which it doesn't sound like it's a big deal but in japan like family businesses are like a, yeah. they're a big deal they're like they right. go for generations and the more generations you right. have on a family on the same business, it's more like the business right. is more credible. <laughs> kind of right. Thing. Yeah. It still like kind of dates back to like the feudal era mm-hmm. of Japan where, you know, like property is passed on by like inheritance and um, wedding, like marriages yeah. and stuff. So it's. So it's kind of like a little bit of an old school. So it's really mm-hmm. funny when you're 30 and you're being adopted. But yeah, yeah apparently it's actually not that uncommon in japan right not unusual and also uh it's like kind of a substitute for gay marriage japan <laughs> doesn't have like a legal grounds for gay marriage mm-hmm. nationally but no um it's kind of a workaround like maybe one of the partners will adopt the other partner so then they have legal rights of- they have the legal rights of a family member even though it's sort of this weird you know, it's weird to mix up like yes. adoption and it's, like marriage relationships, but you know, you do what you got to do. Uh, guess, it's but. it's it's weird because just think about it. Like mm-hmm. I understand why they found the loophole, mm-hmm. but still, like you're under the law, your parent and child. Yeah, this is but my son. This is my this son, is my but wife. it really is. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's not cool. Now I think Shibuya Ward. Yeah. Uh, has it's not marriage, it's not same sex marriage, but they have this kind of like recognition of partnership, mm-hmm. like a uh, civil partnership, or civil something. partnership for people of the same sex. Yeah, my understanding is if you like, if you had been married in a country that does allow a same sex marriage, like Shibuya Ward, like Shibuya will recognize your marriage. We'll recognize it as a marriage, but nationally, like the federal, yeah. like national government, um, won't. Won't. Okay. I think. So Shibuya yeah. Ward is very progressive. Yes. Um, I think there's another ward. Do we need to explain what wards are? We've been uh, like, well, mentioning that a lot. <laughs> wards are kind of like 
neighborhoods, you will call them. Yeah, in, sort of districts. areas, big districts in of, the city. In the city. So Tokyo has 23 wards. It just is like a convenient way to like divide up a huge, massive amount of people and to like convenient um, governments. So like each ward has its own, like its own government basically. Yeah. And you pay taxes to the ward that you live in. And some um, wards have higher taxes and some yeah. have lower. So yeah, that's a good thing to take into account when you move. <laughs> yeah. And don't live in a place that is like on the line like if your actual building is yeah. like on the line between two wards you have to pay double taxes it's yeah it's kind of confusing yeah. um yeah it's not it's kind of annoying yeah i know also another thing it has no relation to this but since we're talking about wards um when you're throwing away like big trash you cannot just mm -hmm. put it on the curve you have actually mm -hmm. have to call a number and ask for it to be picked up and they charge you a certain amount, which is actually really cheap. It's not bad at all. Um, mm -hmm. And then they will give you a date. And mm -hmm. on the date, a truck will come and pick up your trash. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to get a sticker mm -hmm. to put on your trash. So it's at like at the convenience store. So this is my trash. This is the trash I call right. for. And they give you a number. So you write the number of the sticker. And you have to make sure if you live close to a ward line that you're getting the sticker that it's for your ward. Oh yeah, because like, so if you get it for the other ward, just because it's right across the street, and you just mistake forgot, they will not take your trash. Right, um, that's another ward's problem. That's another ward's problem. So yeah, you have to be careful when you go to the company. Be specific of your address in which ward it is, so yeah. you get that specific sticker. Yeah. Um, so I know that's completely unrelated, but yeah, and, and well, you can't leave the trash. You have to leave it in the right place. Oh to, yes, you, you have know. to leave it in the right place, and you oh. have to leave it. You have to take it out between six a.m. and eight a.m. Not sooner, not later. That's your gap. Right? Yeah, you can't leave it like a day in advance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I moved, and I had a big mattress that I had to get rid of, and I couldn't carry it on my own. So Dino came to my place at six a.m. and helped me carry it down to the street. <laughs> Thank you so much. No problem. <laughs> uh, so I put a sticker on it. The truck came, picked it up. Bye bye mattress. And it was, I think for the mattress, it was like 300 yen. Yeah. So it's like not, three bucks. It's yeah, really cheap. It's not, they're not making a huge profit no, off of this. But <laughs> I guess it's just the logistics of it. Maybe yeah. just the price of the sticker. <laughs> the actual yeah. sticker for the sticker. I don't know. Maybe it's a good idea because it discourages people from like buying too much stuff i don't know mm. i doubt it but <laughs> no i feel like a lot of people have way too much stuff even though our houses are tiny yeah or maybe it encourages hoarders because they're like oh i don't want to pay 300 yen three dollars <laughs> to throw it out i'll could just keep also it be. could also be okay well that's um we digress we digress <laughs> completely different topic but i know sometimes it's fun to throw around some japan facts to you too uh -huh. So yeah, adoption, it's kind of a bummer here in Japan. It's very hard to achieve. Uh, uh, another thing that's horrible is that the there's not many foster homes in Japan. Mm -hmm. There are actually really, really few. So most of the kids cannot actually go to a home or mm -hmm. a house. They actually mm -hmm. end up in institutions. Right. Like now, foster homes where you live with a family. Yeah, that, that those are yeah. very lacking. Like, there's only a few. Because yeah. it's kind of the whole thing of, like, having outsiders come into your home. Yeah. Like, people don't usually have house parties, even. It's just, like, you go to a restaurant together. Or you yeah. go somewhere outside. You know, here people that. are very private. Yeah. So, 
even bringing a child into your house and it's not your child. It's kind of like... Sleepovers. It's a little bit of a no-no. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't happen just, very often. Yeah, it's unusual. Um, which is like kind of making it interesting when like companies like Airbnb yeah. come to Japan, which they're actually doing quite well, I think, in Japan. Um, but I think it's mostly you know, because... It seems like most of the people doing it, the hosts, are foreigners living in Japan. Yes. And um, also, I feel like a lot of times it happens, even when they're Japanese, they're actually not living at the house. Oh, right. They yeah. specifically got it for Airbnb, right. which make the government change some laws. Yes. Re- yeah, <laughs> to... recently... Well, I, again, it's by the wards. So yes. This is our wards episode. But I think in but... general, because... So a lot of people were buying property just to use as Airbnb, yeah. and then the hotel industry and the tourist industry was yeah. not happy with it. So they were pushed; they were loving to the government to change it. Right. And now I think that the general law it kind of varies a little bit, but the general law is that if you don't have like a hotel permit, mm-hmm. you still can rent your house to Airbnb, but you can only do it for about one hundred days of the year. Mm-hmm. So it's a, my understanding was like, it's okay if it's like a room in your actual house where you live there. Oh yeah, but if it's like but a if whole it's apartment. Like just a separate, totally separate house or apartment. Yeah, you can only do it yeah. for 100 days of the year. Right. And then like, maybe isn't it like to the same person for like a set amount of days? Uh, that was one of the ones yeah? I read. Um, uh, it I may differ depending on the locality. But, maybe it does. Yeah. But yeah. So if you decide to get an apartment in Japan and rent it, you cannot do it for more than 100 days (laughs) of each year. 100, 130, something around there for Airbnb. Yeah. There are also like monthly mansions where you just rent an apartment. Yeah. By the month. But those are so expensive though. Yeah, it's more expensive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, those are... No, they're too expensive. Okay. So now kids end up in these institutions... Completely. Let's go back to the topic. Um, <laughs> and these institutions are also very understaffed. Mm. So usually I think like for older kids, it's like one adult for like 10, 15 kids. For like little babies, it's like an adult pair of like five babies. Mm. And that's just a lot. Like yeah. imagine you as a person having to take care of five babies on your own. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> have to feed them, change them, bathe them, take them to sleep. And of course, these kids are not getting any kind of love, right, care, yeah, like attention, the, personal like, attention, playtime. Like, there's just not enough people to give them love and care. Mm-hmm. So, of course, a lot of these kids like end up with some kind of emotional problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it also happens sometimes older kids, instead of being put on a proper institution, they will be put on a like an apartment complex mm-hmm. and they will get like a flat or like an apartment right. and put like five or six kids there right. and then a person will be in charge of the building. So they come once or twice a day and check that they're still all alive and then they go on with their lives and then the kids have to kind of take care of themselves right. so <laughs> i don't know what's the difference between that and child yeah. abandonment like <laughs> right yeah it's getting pretty close to it's, like the case we described i mean they I mean, hopefully you they come. do get food constantly and they have all yeah. their utilities paid for sure but they're still better, like but yeah they're still not getting Parental attention guidance. and love yes yeah. um so Discipline. there's a lot of like you know a lot of reports of like physical abuse 
sexual abuse, um, not only from the adults taking care of the kids, but mm-hmm. also between the kids themselves, mm-hmm. because you know kids are trying to survive. Yeah. So sometimes kids can just be right. mean, yeah. you know, not because they're evil. It's just right. survival instinct, I guess. Or you know, I mean, imagine these kids come from some pretty yeah, difficult. You, so a lot of these kids have been abused before, and right. then you put them on this melting pot, you know, no. and it doesn't really end up well. So it's definitely a system that needs some kind of reform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was her case. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our case. We're sticking to it. Um, again, not uh, as usual. Not like cheerful circumstances by any means. But... Um, Please come and check out the Facebook group, mm-hmm. True Crime Japan. Uh, it's a private group, so please uh, kind of click to to be invited or to join, and we will gladly accept you. Uh, that's just so that um, you know it doesn't show up on your personal wall or newsfeed that you know you're into gritty true crime from the land of the rising sun. Yeah, um, you can also email us mm-hmm. our. Our email is truecrimejapan at gmail.com, mm-hmm. I believe. Yes, that's it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's all for today. Thank you for joining us, and we'll hear you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.